0: Hi and welcome to the Life Source Christian Church Audio Lounge with senior ministers John and Anne Giuliano. Have you ever wondered about how to better connect with God? Well, that's exactly what we're going to help you with in this week's show, where you'll learn how to more fully love God, grow spiritually, and help others. Okay, if you have your Bibles, would you open up to Luke chapter two? Luke chapter two. So this, the theme, how many of you are aware that today is the first day of summer? First day of December, first day of summer, how cool is that? Ah, it's great to be in church on the first day of summer. So the theme for this month is the gift, and obviously it's the production that we're doing next Sunday, the gift. But last week we started it, and it was that God gives us the gift of hope so, if you go to our website, you can download the message on the gift of hope. Today, I'm going to talk to you about the second part of the series is that God wants to give us the gift of peace. Everybody say peace. Peace. I actually grew up with that word peace uh, being said every, every Sunday. How, how many of you know that Giuliano is Italiano? And so I come from an Italian background. And um, the, the, the Pentecostal Christians, the Evangelical Christians in Italy, and then when they migrated to Australia, would always have a greeting with one another. They wouldn't say, um, good day, or how are you? They'd actually use an Italian word, and the Italian word was pace. And pace means peace, but, but because it's, it's, it's a greeting, it means more than peace, it means, like, may the peace of God be with you. And so if you greeted somebody, it's pace, fratello, pace, sorella, peace, brother, peace, sister. But again, you know, the, the meaning took on something. And, and I remember uh, being brought up um, with an Italian background in an Australian church. And so we had an Australian pastor Hamilton Assemblies of God. His name was Pastor Moody. The beautiful thing about Pastor Moody is that he was never moody. He was always happy. How good is that? And uh, it, he was always happy. And so, and so he'd, hear, he'd hear this word, parche. And so, uh, so, he, so he said, teach me how to say it. And so mum said, you say parche. But then he forgot. And so rather than saying parche, he would say parche. <laughs> and uh, just by changing one letter, it changes the whole meaning. So rather than saying, may the peace of God be with you, it's may I kiss you. Ba'che. it. <laughs> so turn to the person next to you and use whatever word you want to say. It's either peace or kiss. One of the two. <laughs> ah, there we go. Ah, on the front row, there's the kiss. There we go. Okay. Let's read. Luke chapter. Let's read from verse 8. Which will be to all people, for there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you: you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. How many of you would be incredibly frightened if you're doing your own business, minding your own business, in the middle of the night, an angel appears to you with a message? How many of you would be frightened? Okay, that's why whenever an angel comes, the first words that every angel is taught at angel school to say is, do not be afraid. Okay, so whenever you see the appearance of an angel, that's the first words they're taught in angel school, tell humans, do not be afraid. But you know what? Then the next verse takes it to the next level. Everybody say, next level. level. Because now it's not just an angel. And it goes, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host. Let me just press pause on that for a little while because I'm, I'm not sure that we fully understand who this heavenly host is. That word host, if you do a word study in the original language, it literally means armies. All of a sudden, we don't have an angel, all of a sudden you have the armies of heaven. And what we're talking is huge soldiers, strong soldiers, dressed in battle garb. Now, you say, so so what's the context of this? This is the context is that these shepherds were a defeated people. The Roman army had just conquered them. Every single day for them was a battle. Every single day, they did not know what the Romans would confiscate. How many of you heard the word, going a second mile? How many, of you, how many of you used that expression, second mile? This came out of this era, out of first century. So a Roman soldier could stop you at any time in the street, didn't matter what you were doing, and command you saying, my heavy pack, I want you to carry it for a mile. And under law, you had to carry the heavy pack... Stop what you were doing and carry it for a mile under law. And if you didn't do it, you'd be in big trouble. So Jesus said, don't carry it for a mile. Go two miles. Go the second mile. And it's like, no, they're interfering with my... And, and, and they lived under that subjugation. They lived under that. They, the shepherds did not know at what time the Romans could come and just confiscate their flock. They lived under that fear. They lived under that domination. And all of a sudden, the armies of heaven appeared to them and say hey can you see how strong we are we're on your side and then the armies began to declare something and this is what they declared glory to god in the highest and on earth peace i want to stop on that word peace because i know it says goodwill towards all men but i just want you to stop on the word peace because that was what was lacking not just in the shepherds lives But in the lives of all humanity, they had no peace. And maybe you're here today, and that's what's missing in your life, is this inner peace. I've got good news for you. And that is that on that day, God declared, I've got the gift for you. It's called the gift of peace. And he wants to come into your situation and bring you peace. And here it is. Jesus is. Our peace. He is the peace giver. Everybody say, the peace giver. Jesus is the peace giver. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14, the Apostle Paul describes Jesus in these words: He himself is our peace. I saw a bumper sticker one day, and the bumper sticker said. No Jesus, no peace. Then it said, no Jesus, no peace. But in actual fact, the word no was spelled differently. So the first no was K-N-O-W. No Jesus, K-N-O-W, peace. The second peace, second no was spelled N-O. No Jesus, no peace. And I want to say to you today, that if you want peace in your life, you got to know Jesus. And when you know Jesus, he brings the gift of peace. Everybody's looking for peace. Get to any beauty pageant and interview the beauty queen. What do you want in life? And her answer is... Peace. Oh, you've been to a few beauty pageants. <laughs> huh? Here's my question. The world is looking for peace. But how many have found peace? Zero. You know why? Because they don't know the Prince of Peace. And here's the other announcement. It's found in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. For unto us a child is born, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Here it is. Prince of Peace. How can you have peace? Without the Prince of Peace, Jesus is the peace giver. Jesus is the one who gives peace. I love what Jesus said of himself in John chapter 14, verse 27. He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. And then he describes it, but the peace that I give you is not as the world gives. There's a different peace. And this is an inner peace that stays with you despite what's going on around you. What an incredible thing it is to be in the midst of turmoil, but still keep your peace. Because I want to say to you today that, even, that as Jesus is the peace giver, there's an enemy, and I call him the peace thief. John chapter 10, verse 10 says this For the enemy, the thief, the thief has only come to rob, to kill, and to destroy. And so often we think that the only thing the enemy wants to steal from us is our goods. He couldn't care less about your goods. He wants to steal your peace, he wants to steal your joy. He wants to come and steal from you. And you know, and let me tell you something, us Christians us Christians are not immune to the peace thief. How many of you have ever received a phone call and all of a sudden your peace has just, just disappeared? And what's happened is this, is that the peace thief has used a circumstance to steal your peace. Let me tell you one of my favorite stories in the Bible. How many of you have been around long enough to know that for Pastor John, just about any story in the Bible is his favorite story? But I love this story in Mark chapter 4, and it actually leads into Mark chapter 5. Can I give you some homework to do? You say, it's Christmas. How dare you give us... Aren't we a school break? Just why don't you read the book of Mark sometime this week? Just from from Mark chapter 1 to Mark chapter 16, read it in one sitting. Give yourself an hour. It won't take you longer than an hour. And and if you don't read, download the Bible app, and it will read it for you. It will actually, someone will read it for you. And you can actually download it in a multitude of languages as well. So, so there's no excuse for you not to do your homework. But let me tell you, it will bless you. Read the book of Mark. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. So let me, let me give you the background, because it's so beautiful. Here's Jesus just teaching the multitudes, parable after parable. He's telling them the stories about the kingdom of heaven, about the culture of heaven, about what heaven's going to be like. And and you've got to understand that they're in a suppressed world where the Romans are just suppressing them. Then even church is suppressive. It wasn't called church and it was called synagogue, but it was rules and regulations and they were under the hammer, left, right and center. There was no respite. And he's Jesus. Every word that comes out of his mouth is filled with love and compassion and care. Then the disciples would come to him and just say, just explain to me that story. And he'd go deeper. How many of you love to go deeper? There's this this superficial level to everything, and then there's the deeper level. And Jesus would give the disciples the deeper level. So then after, he'd explain to them the deeper things. He says, let's get into the boat and go to the other side. There was a reason Jesus said, let's go to the other side. But let's press pause on that. So they get into the boat to go to the other side. And Jesus goes to the back of the boat, puts his head down, and he is gone to sleep just like that. How many of you love it when you put your head on the pillow and kaboom, blessed is the sleep of the peaceful? Amen? So the disciples are rowing. But what some of us miss out on is understanding that it wasn't just the disciples that got into the boat with Jesus to go to the other side. There was a flotilla of small boats that were following them. All these people said, come on, let's follow Jesus. Let's get into our boat. And they're rowing, rowing, rowing. They get into the middle of the Sea of Galilee, and all of a sudden, this huge storm. It comes out of nowhere. Well, actually, it comes probably from the Mediterranean Sea through this valley of hills that's like a wind tunnel. I've been there. I've seen where this valley is, and I've seen the wind come through. It just whistles through, and it comes onto the lake, and it just picks up the water, and it becomes just so severe. And they're in this boat, and all of a sudden, they've lost their peace. They're rowing away frantically. They're in the big boat. Can you imagine all the other guys in the small boats, how they felt? And so they're frantic. And Jesus is sleeping the sleep of the peaceful. Let me ask you a question. Was Jesus in the storm? So why did not the storm get to him? Because he only let peace stay in his heart. But even though Jesus was in the boat, the disciples allowed the peace thief to steal their peace. And they're frantic. They wake Jesus up. Don't you you care? Don't you care that we're drowning? Don't you care that that, that we're in the midst? We're all going to drown. And Jesus... Basically rebuked them. Said, where's your faith? Didn't I say, I mean, I'm adding stuff here. Because I can imagine him saying, didn't I say we're going to the other side? Didn't I start us on a journey? I'm not going to start you on a journey and abandon you halfway. No matter how tough it looks, we're going to get through this. But God, don't you, can't you see the waves? Can't you hear the wind? Can't you see me? Can't you see that I'm in the midst of all this? Come on. Let, let me speak into your spirit. Let me speak. If, you've, if you're a Christian and you've lost your peace, let me tell you what's happened is this. Is that you've exited his presence and you've entered into the storm's presence. And if you want to regain your peace, exit the storm's presence and enter into his presence. So when was the last time that you locked yourself into a room and you said, Storm, you stay out because only Jesus can come into this room. And you lock the storm out and let it howl all it's like because you're with Jesus. He's the peace giver. He'll restore your peace come on some of us sometimes won't even allow ourselves to shut the door to the storm and shut ourselves into the presence of God because we actually leave the windows open for the storm to come in where we've locked ourselves into the presence of God but the windows are we think we shut the door but the windows are open and the storm comes into the room and we can't even feel the presence of Jesus because the storm has broken in the peace thief wants to steal your peace. And this is what I love, is this, that Jesus prophesied into the situation. And he prophesied three words. And I want you to put your hand on your heart because I want to speak three words into your situation right now. I want to speak it into your whole situation because some of you are full of stress, anxiety. Some of you are just covered in the wind and the waves and the fear of drowning and the fear of going under. But I want to speak these words into your spirit, which are the words that Jesus spoke to the disciples, to the storm, to the situation. And this is what he said. Peace. Be still. And I speak it into your spirit right now. Peace. And immediately it went, the storm disappeared. And peace descended. And right now I want to speak into your spirit for that storm to dissipate and for peace to come into your spirit the fear of death, the fear of destruction, the fear of bankruptcy, the fear of desolation, i come against every spirit of fear and i speak god's peace into your situation for that storm to dissipate and for things to come under under the authority of god they will always under the authority of God, the disciples couldn't see it. And then immediately they get to the other side. And this is just, this is just what, what, what just, it just moves me so deeply. That when Jesus said, we're going to the other side, he had an assignment. And the assignment was about One individual. One person who was in... When I read the Bible, I can't see anyone in the whole Bible that was under more distress than this man. How Mark describes this man in Mark chapter 5 is beyond words. Is beyond, you know, seriously. This man literally lived in a cemetery surrounded by death and at night he'd begin to howl oh! just howl and scream can you imagine what people thought about this guy so that they'd, get a, they'd get a posse of men and say we can't let him loosen the cemetery like that and they got chains and they tried to bind him up We're talking about someone so demented, so distressed. And the Bible tells us that when this thing took hold of him, he'd literally break the chains and then get rocks and start cutting himself. This man was never like this all of his life. Maybe at one stage he was a businessman, a family man. But something happened to him that stole his peace, stole his sanity, And he was so distressed. And the thing that touches me is that Jesus saw him. And he said, we're going to the other side. Why is that? Because there's one man, one individual, a somebody, not a nobody, a somebody with a name, with a soul that needs my peace, that needs deliverance, that needs my love. Within just a few words, let him loose. You foul spirit, let go of this man. Fell at the feet of Jesus. Quick, get some, get, get some clothes for him. Cover up his nakedness. Cover him up. Give him something. He's there at the feet of Jesus. No longer broken, but full of love. Full of humility, Jesus. You set me free. Yeah. I've come to give you the peace gift, the freedom gift. But, Jesus, there's multitudes, there's hundreds and thousands of people. I come for the one, the one lost sheep. You're the one that Jesus loves. You're not just one person in a crowd today. He knows you by name. He's directed his compassion and love towards you. And you're not here by chance or by accident today. He's drawn you into his presence to do what? To castigate you, to punish you, to condemn you? No. To love you, to draw you to his presence so he can give you the gift of peace, the gift of love, the gift of identity. You're not a number, you're not part of a multitude. You are known by name. He knows the color of your eyes. He knows the number of hair on your head. He knows the the, the the shape of your fingerprints. He knows everything about you. And he loves you enough to show you his love. The peace thief, he only comes to rob, to kill and destroy. But Jesus has come that you might have life and have it more abundantly and be set free and be filled with his peace, his love, his joy. Your whole situation turned around because the giver of peace has come to bestow peace into your heart. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, you're so awesome. You're the Prince of Peace. There's no one like you. And today, Lord, I just pray for every single person that may be here today but does not know you. They're here today but they've not entered into intimate relationship with you. They might know you by name but they don't know you intimately. And today, Jesus wants to come into your life. And when Jesus comes into your life, he brings peace. He brings love. He brings joy. He brings forgiveness for all of your guilt and shame. He brings restoration to make you a new person. Everything in your past that you despise, that you're shameful about, that you feel guilty about, he removes from you and starts a whole brand new journey for you. You say, John, what must I do? The Bible says it's so simple. In Romans chapter 10, verse 13, it says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So what must I do? Just humble yourself and say, Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. And he'll come into your life and turn things around for you. Thanks for choosing to listen to the LifeSource Christian Church Audio Lounge. If you like this week's podcast, then please share it with a friend. More information about who we are is available at lifesource.org.au. On behalf of Senior Ministers John and Anne Giuliano, we look forward to connecting with you next time at the LifeSource Christian Church Audio Lounge.